0: one of the biggest hacks that we've had is when I can actually just get on the phone and make sure that I'm rolling calls with our team customers, with clients, uh, with buyers, with sellers. Uh, That has been the most valuable part of uh, probably every single week that I have.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Alex Rabins of Mickey. Alex, it's great to have you on the show.
0: Thank you, Gresham. It's nice to be here. And uh, I am a fan of the I am CEO podcast. So it's exciting to, uh, to to get a chance to talk to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's always exciting to, to get the opportunity to, to talk shop, so to speak. And I love all the awesome things that you're doing in your shop, so to speak. And uh look super excited about, you know, diving a little bit deeper. But uh, before we do that, I want to, of course, read a little bit more about Alex so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's working on. And Alex is CEO and co-founder of Mickey, a commodity tech company focused on modernizing global trade by making it easier for small to mid-sized suppliers to export products globally. He, along with his co-founder, Jesse Solomon, set out to launch a platform with the goal of wiping out the global trade crisis. Today, Mickey is modernizing the way raw materials and commodities are sourced and exported out of the United States. And in his role, Alex is helping to grow the future of Mickey with fundraising, recruiting top talent in the industry, and overseeing the operations of the company. Prior to co-founding Mickey, Alex served as the vice president at Endeavor, building media properties with companies such as Lionsgate, Warner Brothers, and Paramount Pictures. And in this role, Alex was responsible for the build out of Endeavor Content Live, the organization's live production arm, founded in 2018. And Alex received his Bachelor's of Arts in Ethnomusicology from UCLA. I'll try to say that three times fast, but Alex, I'm sure you could do so much better. Are you ready to speak to the IMC? That was great. That was a wonderful,
0: honestly, it made me want to invest in mickey hope maybe you can go and do our vc pitches right? <laughs> yeah we go as long as i have this playbook <laughs> in front of me I, I might be able to do okay but um,
1: <laughs> but, um I, so I, I know i'd session a little bit you know of course when i read your bio so i wanted to rewind the clock hear a little bit more on how you guys started what i like to call your ceo story
0: yeah uh well well it's great to meet you thank you for that intro this is alex Ravens. i'm the ceo of mickey um before founding Mickey i actually i spent about 12 years in entertainment i was a talent agent at william morris and uh william morris has since gone on to be called endeavor and they went public but uh before it was endeavor it was william morris i was a talent agent there it was a very cool career a lot of people will think of uh ari gold from entourage and that's that's who i worked for to an extent it was Ari Emanuel who ran William Morris Endeavor and um I wanted to be I wanted to be like an Ari Gold I wanted to represent um talent I wanted to do big international deals and um and so I had actually I had gotten my start at a tiny little agency in New York called Columbia Artists moved on to another agency called the Windish Agency and then finally over to William Morris and for me that was like uh it was like going from I don't know, like the like the Oakland A's to the to the Chicago Cubs, all the way to the New York Yankees, and uh, and I loved it. And I was like I was good at it, and I felt very powerful every day. And I got to uh, if I wanted to wear a suit, I could wear one and not feel like a schlub. Um, and if I wanted to, <laughs> if I wanted to go on trips and if I wanted to sign clients, it was it was all very cool and it was it was very impressive uh, to my family and, and and then and 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 then for some reason um i wanted to i'd always wanted to do something big with my life and one of the things that i really loved about being a talent agent was the type of international deals that we would do and um that job uh, it always had very cool people kind of like around it so so we had one colleague of mine that was uh he was the son of the president of alibaba and he introduced his dad as the president of alibaba and i got to meet him it was a guy named michael evans um and uh we sat down he told me a little bit about what he is alibaba and i was so impressed by just like who he was and the type of uh of life that he had um and just the scope of the business and the opportunity that i wanted to do something like that, I wanted to leave being a talent agent. I wanted to build the next Alibaba, and for me, um, it made sense that it was the American version of Alibaba, and that's what I wanted to build Mickey into. So it was the end of 2018, um, and I had just had a really fabulous year of being an agent, and uh, and I left. And Jesse, my co-founder, he was with me at William Morris. He came. Uh, with me. We built Mickey. We started from the beginning of 2019 and now it's uh, beginning of 2022 and, and it's starting our fourth year now. And, uh, and it's been just a, uh, I mean, an amazing, exhilarating journey, obviously, full of many ups and downs that I'm sure we will get into, Grash.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I, I love kind of, you know, hearing your story and hearing that, you know, sounds like seed that was planted to want to, to wanna, you know, make a a huge impact in, in how you were able to kind of lean into that. It sounds like with everything that you were doing uh, with Mickey. So I wanted to, of course, drill down a little bit and hear a little bit more about Mickey, um, how you're making that impact and, and how you're, you know, serving the clients you work with.
0: Yeah. What What would an Ali like? Why hasn't there been an Alibaba in America? And what would it look like if there was? And so the first place to start was that we had to figure out what What does America actually sell? Um, because if you go on Alibaba, you'll see you'll see sellers for uh, for for apparel. You'll see sellers for furniture. You'll see sellers for manufacturing equipment um and it's mostly sellers that are based in asia and it's a lot of buyers that are based in the west or buyers that are based in in in, uh in areas around the world that are basically purchasing from sellers that are that are either china or asia based and so what i wanted to figure out was okay if there was an alibaba that only had american sellers what would the products actually be and that is how we stumbled into the domain of commodities or natural resources and it turns out that uh, much of the way that that asian sellers are providing the world their finished products american suppliers actually provide both western buyers and a predominant amount of the world with natural resource products so with with commodity products um but there hasn't been a website online like the way you would think of alibaba that that allows them to actually sell uh, over the internet. And so we wanted to be able to actually provide that platform. And so right now, Mickey has sellers that sell. We're we're in forest products and we are in energy products. And um, forest products was our first product base that we had. And right now we have suppliers that sell logs, that sell lumber. Um, And typically these products are being bought by manufacturers who are uh, for instance, making furniture products or making, I think we right now we have a, uh, we have a manufacturer that, uh, that, that takes plywood and manufacturers RV uh, automobiles. So uh, for us, it's about really bridging together tellers of natural resources and purchasers of those products.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, I wanted to ask you, you might've already touched on this for what I like to call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself yeah. personally, the business, or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I think one of
0: the most important, and you you mentioned the word secret sauce, we can call this our my secret sauce, I think uh when we started Mickey um Mickey began in an accelerator. We did the um we did the ERA accelerator in New York and then we subsequently did the Quake accelerator in New York. And um and I think it's really nice to have a a almost like a starting position in an accelerator. There is a intangible value of of an accelerator that uh, that that is that is far more valuable than than you have to be worried about in terms of uh giving up equity and that is that you get a class you get a class of companies that are all for the most part starting around the same time as you are and they're dealing with the same problems and in many ways, a you get to to have uh, colleagues again, which for most of us that are coming out of the corporate world, which I think is probably the majority of the CEOs that I've ever met, are people that have been previously high functioning or or, or very like very high achieving corporate uh, corporate employees. All of which it's been like very very valuable to be able to actually feel that uh, that that we can track our progress. Uh, relative to those companies and also be able to to encourage them along.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely huge. Well, I appreciate you sharing that so much. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit, and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: I think that that you have to choose your your days or your chunks of day to be a computer guy and to be a phone guy um there are, are significant periods of my day that i will close my laptop and i will just make calls uh your texts your slack however else anyone's getting a hold of you that becomes almost like your job if you don't if you don't stand up and close your computer after a while and the challenge is that your inbox is not your job your text message Uh, Your your new messages, that's not your job. That's maintenance. That's playing defense. As a CEO, the only way your company is going to actually improve itself is by playing offense. And the only way to actually begin to play that offense is not by responding to emails. That's that's that doesn't get you anywhere. You have to close it, you have to start talking to your team, you have to start reaching out so you give them comfort to tell you what's going on within their domain so they don't feel uncomfortable saying when there's problems or saying when there's challenges that they're seeing coming up coming ahead through those calls, through those conversations, um, and through closing that, those have been the most innovative times in terms of actual progress made at the company, whether it be culture, whether it be uh, uh, creating a new actual product, uh, or the direction of, of where we want the product to go. And so I would say that like it took me probably a year and a half to get comfortable with the idea of taking either half a day or a full day without looking at my email whatsoever. But that has been one of the biggest hacks that we've had. Is when I can actually just get on the phone and make sure that I'm rolling calls with our team, customers, with clients, uh, with buyers, with sellers. Uh, That has been the most valuable part of uh, probably every single week that I have.
1: Yeah, that that makes so much sense. And and so, what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? And that's a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. Um, I, I like to say it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your
0: business self. Over the last three years, one of the hardest parts has been the unit economics of commodities. Say that my biggest, biggest, biggest nugget right now would be really, really hone in on the unit economics of the business that you are attempting to change. because no matter what, you're going to have costs involved with building a business around that product, and you want to make sure that uh, that that your your, your industry that you're attempting to disrupt has unit economics that will allow you to actually build a venture-backed business within the space because it's very challenging to be in a, in a, in a slim margin gross uh, profit business uh, without being able to, without being able to, at some point say that, that you have an opportunity to increase those margins. And for us, we don't, we, we don't have the ability to do that. We, we, we are stuck in an industry with very small margins. Now, that being said, we are in an industry with enormous, enormous potential for scale, but um, but that's also a very, very challenging game to play. So I would say that like just pay attention to the unit economics of the businesses you're, you're attempting to change. As a CEO, especially one that is starting off you're going to get very passionate about whatever the idea it is.
1: Nice. I love that nugget. I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So
0: Alex, what does being a CEO mean to? you? The definition of being a CEO is making really, really, really bad decisions quickly. Bad decisions as in hard decisions. Uh, the choices that that every day that I have to make are ones that are, that are frustrating. Because they don't really have a, they don't really have a right or wrong answer. So the question becomes: How fast can you make the decision? How easy, how easy can you make it for yourself to see both decisions to make, and uh, and and effectively figure out which one is the better one for the company? And most of the time, when you're thinking about better, um, it really becomes about which one enables the company to survive longer, to thrive better and to make it a, uh, a more efficient place with less decisions to make about that current decision. So I would say as a CEO, the most important thing is to very quickly chew through the decision that is being put in front of you and get to an effective place to be able to actually answer that uh, as quickly as you can.
1: Truly appreciate, you know, that definition, that perspective. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. What I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on.
0: Yes. Say so reach out uh, info at mickeytrading dot com. Um, that will get passed to me. If, you're, if you are someone that is interested in uh, the future of commodity tech, uh, or if you are someone that is currently selling wood or buying it. Uh Mickey Trading.com. Um, we currently sell forest products and natural gas products uh, on the energy side. um And uh, we are looking forward to getting into other commodity verticals as soon as humanly possible.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well too so that everybody can follow up and um, find out about all the awesome things Alex and the team are working on. Thank you so much for doing that. Reminding us of how important that is for us to do that as well too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of Grash, thank you. And I appreciate Appreciate
0: uh, being a part of it.
1: Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I Am CEO Facebook group.